Hey everybody, it's Dan. Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Church Podcast. Please, at the end of this episode, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and head over to bridgechurchutah.com and have access to all of the church information and it's the easiest way to share content with a friend and keep up with everything going on around here at Bridge Church. Most importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming. I just see so many friends that came to join us. I see you over there. I didn't get to tell you hello, so I just want to tell you thank you for coming today. I'm just blessed by the Bridge family, huh? It is an amazing family. It's friends, and it's family, and it's precious. And this little thing is a little hard to get in, and it doesn't want to go in. So just a minute. There you go. Okay, it's all in, and I am settled in. But I want to tell you, thank you for coming, and uh, I just, I love this church. This is truly a family church. I want to say thank you to the people that are listening on the podcast. Welcome. I hope that you are blessed today. I pray that each and every one of you walks out of here just a little different today. That you are touched and that you will be able to say that I was never the same. Never the same. That's my prayer for you all and for those who are on the podcast today. I also want to uh, share the love that we have. We talk about being a family, and we are missing part of our family today. And that is the Rashid family. They lost their daddy. Their daddy. Their grandpa. And they're out right now traveling, visiting and celebrating with their family the life of their daddy. And so we want to say that we love you and we're with you and we are praying for you. Amen? i got a phone up here, but it ain't mine, but it looks pretty nice. I might want to take that. Mm, pretty good. I hope I got all the things I was supposed to uh, get out there, but I, as I said, I want to uh, I challenge you that it's not just about a talk today. Rather, that you really get something in your heart. I'm going to talk about a subject matter. Is this thing flopping around or is it okay? I don't know. I think it's okay. All right. Um, whenever I talk at the, ser- at the prison, I always want it to make a change. So I, I preach a little bit different, so I hope you'll be patient with that. Um, but I want to talk about one of my favorite subject matters. And if you know me, I have a lot of favorite subject matters. And I love food. That's good. (laughs) Everything I talk about has got to have some food in here. And hint, this one does too. So what I want to talk about is journey to freedom. Who wants to be free in here? Raise your hand. Amen? Who wants to be a little freer than they walked in here today? Raise your hand. Amen. Me too. I want on that. I want the good stuff. So we're going to talk about journey to freedom today. So I don't know if this story is true or if it's just one of those urban legends, but whether it's true or not, 
It touched my heart, and honestly, it made me laugh, and it sort of had food in it, okay, which I got to have in my sermon, or it's not me, amen? So this was this lady, and her name was uh, Denise, and she went to the supermarket, okay, and she's trying to get into that uh, front parking spot, just like I like. I always have to park in the back, but I like the front ones, okay, amen? And so when she got in her parking spot, she noticed this other lady there, and uh, this lady, as she got out of her car, was slumped over with her hands draped over uh, the steering wheel and her head just on the steering wheel. Well, she didn't want to be too nosy. You know how that is these days. And so she thought, well, it's okay. And so she went into the grocery store, did her grocery shopping, and came back, okay? So when she came back, she noticed that the lady was in the same position that she was before. Now she comes a little bit concerned, right? So she comes up, knocks at the window, and says, are you okay? And she opens the door, are you okay? And the lady in this very weak voice says, no, I, I, I've been shot. I've been, I've been shot in the neck. Do we have a problem with the thingy? Is that the thingy? Okay, that's all right. We can do that. We'll leave it right there. Are you guys intent? Shot in the neck. Amen. All right, let's just do this. You can have this back. It's all right. It's all good. I've suffered a lot worse in the prison. Let me tell you. I can tell you some terrible stories. Okay, so she says, no, I've been shot in the neck. And Denise became like, wow. She was a little confused because she didn't see any blood. She didn't see any bullet hole in the window. She didn't see anything that showed that this woman was shot in the neck. So she decided, well, I better, I better check. So she, she leans back and looks at the lady's neck and She sees a Pillsbury biscuit on the lady's neck. So she goes back, and she leans further in the back seat, and she sees a bag of groceries, okay? And so on the top of that bag is this little can of Pillsbury biscuits that apparently had bursted and had propelled and hit her neck, okay? So Denise looks at the woman and says, ma'am, you haven't been shot. It's a Pillsbury biscuit. Well, the lady didn't believe it, okay, at first. She, she says, so Denise, very kind as she was, gently pulled the Pillsbury biscuit off her neck and showed it to her, okay? The lady immediately said, oh, I'm sorry, thanks, and drove off, amen? I love that story. I was just laughing, okay? Because I want to tell you the truth. This week's been a hard week for me, too, because I lost my brother this week. And you know, when you lose something, somebody's going to come up and do something or say something, and you're going to have to decide whether it's going to be a real wounding or if it's going to be a Pillsbury biscuit that you are just going to, that was a Pillsbury's biscuit, and I'm not going to entertain it anymore. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So this story reminds me of how 
many people are emotionally and spiritually paralyzed. And maybe you're that today, even with the things that are going on, right? They feel powerless and immobile. They need someone to come along and peel that biscuit off the back of their neck and say to them, listen, you are not mortally wounded. And I'm wondering if there's some people in here that got biscuits on their necks. Amen? Look around your friends and say, hey, I see a biscuit on your neck. So let's start with the journey to freedom. True freedom is not just doing what you want to do or what feels good to you. God's freedom is so much more than that. Teresa, I heard that. Oh. But it's better than that. It's better than that. God's freedom is better, right? Yes. True freedom is being about who God made you to be and doing what God made you to do. That's what God's freedom is about. Without being held back by the bondage that holds us. And every one of us got some baggage. Yeah. Look around your seat. You got some baggage. You got some bondage. Okay? So let's challenge ourselves. Speaking of a challenge. So I want to tell you another little story. Now this one doesn't have food in it, and that's a little unusual. But uh, it was a snowy day a couple days ago. Okay, we got a snowy day today. And uh, personally, let me just say, I don't like snow. It's an irritant to me. I don't ski. I don't see what good it is. I don't like snow. Amen? But we were out complaining about the snow, and all of a sudden, Norm's like, hey, come over here. I want to show you something. And on the very side of the truck window, there was a single snowflake. Just one snowflake. And you might ask me, what is special about one snowflake? Because I'm sure there were a lot of snowflakes around, Patty. But it wasn't the specialty in the snowflake itself, although I found it to be beautiful and awesomely created. It was the light that was shining through that particular snowflake that you were able to see the beauty of it, the awe-inspiring creation of it. And Norm said to me, he said, look, Patty, did you know? It's telling me something I didn't know, okay? He did you know that every single snowflake is different? Yes, I do. But it was the light. It was the light. And so I challenge you today. I challenge you that you... You, each one individually, not the person next to you, but this is just to you, that you allow the light of God and the truth of the Holy Spirit to come upon you today. And maybe there's a place, maybe there's a biscuit, maybe there's something else, maybe there's some luggage, and you can let it go today, right? One of my uh, favorite, favorite sayings, and if you know me for very long, I'm pretty sure... You've heard of this one, okay? Because it's one of my, I have many, but one word from God. One word from God. One revelation from God 
can change your whole life. One word, one revolution, that's all it takes today for you to go out and be different today. So just take a moment. If you got baggage or you got a biscuit, say, Lord, I need a word today. I need a revelation today. Now, my personal journey towards the freedom of God started with the Freedom Academy. Will you put up the Freedom Academy? That's the Freedom Academy. You could get freedom anywhere, amen? Uh, go ahead and put up the next one. Yeah, if you didn't see the view, maybe you're catching on now. Well, who's at that Freedom Academy? Show the next one. There you go. Wow, amen. Bring up the next. I'll tell you, those women have changed my life. And I'll just put a shameless plug right here. If you want your life changed, maybe that's your ministry. Men, women, come up. Come volunteer. These are the most wonderful women. And I don't see somebody here, but I do have to say this, that one of the finest examples and one of the biggest blessings in my life from the Freedom Academy for forgiveness, forgiveness for herself and forgiveness for others and being that light that shines through would be Christine. And I thank you. I thank you, Christine, for who you are in Christ. And you bless us so much. So that is the Freedom Academy that you just saw there. So through that journey at the Freedom Academy, I have learned things about forgiveness. And I want to share those with you today. Specifically, I want to explore forgiveness for others as well as forgiveness to yourself. And through the prison, I know sometimes that one can even more be difficult. Both are vital to our healthy walk with the Lord. To ignore either would be gravely detrimental to our spiritual health as well as, I believe, our physical health. Yes and amen? Unforgiveness is going to affect your spiritual health but it will also affect your physical health. Because you know what? You just can't keep all that bitterness in. Amen? It's got to go somewhere. So we're going to go for the first truth here today. We are forgiven. Amen? Can I hear an amen on that? We are forgiven. I must start with that fact. We who are in Christ are totally forgiven. Psalms 32, verse 1, 2. You got it up there? Aren't they awesome? Can you give them a hand? Amen. Come on. Thank you, Lord. So, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Wow. David spoke of real forgiveness by the declaration of God, not merely by the quieting of a noisy conscience or an imagined peace with God. No stuffing under the carpet here. Rather, it was a standing declaration, given and not earned. Can I say that again? Psalms 32, it's a standing declaration. It's given it's not earned. Amen? Amen. 
So I had this uh, another story. I love stories, by the way. And I just decided I'd preach the way that I know how to preach. And that's okay with me. So a Sunday school teacher concluded her lesson. And she wanted to see if the kids, A, were listening. And B, if they understood. Okay? So she said, how? Do you receive forgiveness? And one of the little kids comes up and raises his hand and says, I know, I know. And so she says, sure. How do you forgive, get forgiveness? And he says, well, it's sin. Amen? We got to sin to get forgiveness. Sin's our part. God's part is forgiveness. The fact is that everybody has sinned. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now my second truth, okay? I'm going for th three truths. Like you said, I learned something. Thank you, Dominic. So I rearranged and got my three truths, okay? So the uh, next one, second truth is forgiving others. Amen? Yeah, oh, some people might be squirming now. Let me see who's squirming. Yeah, I see a couple people squirming. Okay, so second truth is this. I was talking to Kelly the other day, okay? Now, I was talking and talking and talking some more. I've heard that my gift is talking and I talk a lot and we were enjoying talking and when you got one of your best friends there, you talk more, right? Amen, and we were talking. And she was telling me that she was in great pain apparently, let's see what happened here, she had opened the cupboard door, okay, and a lonely can of soup fell from a height of approximately four feet and fell on her right middle toe. And she said, I just can't stop thinking about it. It hurts, and on and on. I could tell you her mind was on the pain of that toe. And I'll tell you another thing. Her mind was going to continue to be on the pain of that toe until that toe is healed. Amen? Amen. Unforgiveness for others is like that can of soup. Every time you entertain or nurse that unforgiveness, you are opening the door of the cupboard and allowing another can of soup to fall on your toes. Ouch! And at some point, my friend, you're going to start limping. And then you're going to have a hard time walking. And maybe then you'll have to sit down and put your foot up. Oh, man, my toe hurts. I love that picture. How many times do we open that door? This week, as I said, challenged with that biscuit on my neck. That door was trying to be open every time. And I'd be going, no, no, I'm doing a sermon. And that, that cupboard door is not opening by the Spirit of God. May that door be closed by the Spirit of God. I'm going to sacrifice it because I am not going to allow that can of soup to fall on my feet because I don't like pain. Amen? So it's not unusual to feel angry when someone hurts us deeply. But... If we allow that anger to continue unresolved, we make it easy for bitterness to take root deep in our souls. This root of bitterness can then show itself 
in the weed of resentment, where we find ourselves keeping a record of wrongs that only intensifies our hurt as we keep rehearsing over and over again our offenses, right? Perhaps it's time to apply the weed killer of forgiveness. Maybe we can do that today. I found this quote, and I love this quote, okay? Clara Barton, who founded the Red Cross, was reminded by a friend of an especially cruel thing that someone had done to her years before. Barton now didn't seem to recall it, and her friend said, don't you remember? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, quote, her famous reply was this, quote, no, I distinctly remember forgetting it, unquote. I love that, amen? So, question is, what do you need to forget today? Do you need to close that cupboard door to prevent another soup can incident? How many soup cans do you have in that cupboard? <laughs> Man, you might have a lot piled up in that cupboard. Me, I'm spiritually, no, no, don't you open, no, don't you open. So let's take some pointers from the letters of forgive. You want to put that up there? We thank you for all your work back there, too. Gosh, I appreciate it. Okay, so to forgive, we're going to do the letters of forgive here. F, face the fact that withholding forgiveness feeds anger, bitterness, and resentment. Oh, openly admit these feelings to God. R, remind yourself that God in Christ has forgiven you. Remember? That was our first point, okay? G, I love this one. This one was difficult for me in the past, just to be honest with you. Nobody is up here that preaches something hasn't went through it, okay? Amen? So G, give up your right to pay back your offender. That's a tough one. I, invite the Holy Spirit help as you begin the process of forgiveness. Maybe that's what you need to do today. V, view your offender as one whom God will deal with justly. And finally, E, and this makes it all worth it, my friends, embrace the freedom that forgiving your offender brings. Amen. So we can see a great illustration of forgiveness in the book of Genesis with Joseph in regards to his brothers. Now, these brothers had done a terrible thing to Joseph. Literally, and most of you know this here, and most of you in the podcast probably know this because it's a pretty popular story, but his brothers threw him on a pit and, and sold him as a slave. Amen? So those years which Joseph spent in slavery and in prison could have been an occasion for a slow burn, right, that might have ignited into an explosion of anger at the sight of his brothers. 
how angry Joseph could have also been with God to get him into such a situation. That wasn't the promise God had given him before. It looked different. But Joseph recognized that God was with him in his sufferings and that his sufferings were also from the loving hand of a sovereign God. Most of all, Joseph could have been angry with his brothers who had callously sold him into slavery. The high point of Joseph's relationship with his brothers come in chapter 45, where we see reconciliation between Joseph and his brothers. Let's look at it. Genesis 45, verse 4, you got it up there? Oh, you do. You're faster than me. Okay. Uh, Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into slavery. Now, remember, forgiveness for others does not mean that what they did was okay. It just means, look in the podcast, I want to tell you this too. It just means you don't want to be the debt collector anymore. Let go of the job. You don't need to be that debt collector. I've heard offenses that uh, would rip your heart out. I've heard some bad ones. I've heard from ladies in the prison that it seems like they didn't have a chance from the moment they were born. And what happened to them was not okay. Maybe you have one of those offenses, or two, or three, or four. And I'm here to say it wasn't okay. But we got to give up that job of debt collector. One of my friends, co-ministers at the prison, would put it this way. Take them off your hook and put them on God's hook, right? Amen? Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. You put it up ahead of me. You just, I don't know. You're just so fast over there. Okay. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. See, God is just. It is part of his character, which means he is always just. He cannot be unjust. And he defines and sets the standards for justice. Nothing compares to the freedom we feel when we learn to forgive others. When we choose not to forgive, we become slaves to bitterness. We are the ones that are most hurt by holding on to unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will always keep you stuck in the past and not a good past at that. You will not be able to fulfill your full purpose in the Lord if you hold on 
to the offense. Is it worth that? I say not. Unforgiveness can cause anger, agitation, and annoyance. It can lead to bitterness and bias. When we are offended, we get upset, unhappy, dejected, rejected, and disappointed. It makes us feel abused and cheated. I love these quotes. I got to go faster because I think I run out of time. I'm not really sure. I know there's some time and I don't do those things good. But okay, some quotes. Winston, you just raise a hand when it's five minutes. Okay, you just say, bah. okay, thank you. It'll tell me up there. Okay, praise God. But I don't look up there. So I don't. Winston Churchill, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Amen. I like that. Robert Brault said this, quote, life becomes a whole lot easier when you learn to accept an apology that you never got. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. I'll forgive you. Thank you for asking. Another person said, just because an offense is given doesn't mean it has to be taken. Amen. And a wise man said, just because, no, I'm sorry, uh, another one said, the real mark of maturity is the ability to remain pleasant when others are not. Amen? So my mind goes back to the picture of the poor lady slumped over her steering wheel, paralyzed by fear because she thought she was shot. Much, and may I say most of us again, believe that we have been shot. We need to learn how to recognize, again, that it is only a Pillsbury biscuit, and we will not die from it. And we can sacrifice that biscuit. And besides, it's not lovely jewelry on our neck. And it doesn't look good, especially when it starts to rot and get hard. It's not going to look good. It's going to get moldy. It's not going to be good, okay? So it's hard to develop a spirit of offense if we are good forgivers. And as Christians, that should be our motto. Quote, unquote, I forgive well. Is that your motto? I forgive well. Third truth, forgiving ourselves. We have explored how to forgive others, even when it's hard. But if you're having a hard time forgiving yourself, consider again the biscuit. I've had so many people that will say to me, I cannot forgive myself, Patty. How many times? I'll tell you, if I got a dime for each time, I would be a rich woman. Amen? I will. That would be good. But we paralyze ourselves when we don't forgive. I've encountered people in casual conversation, in church, in prison, that are mired by unforgiveness. It's not a respecter of persons. It truly isn't. Forgiveness affects everybody. And I speak that, I, and my heart was to say to those who are leaders of the church, those who are elders, those who are servants, I truly speak to you too. Because it's from the top down 
that this affects us. So I challenge you, if you're a leader here, if you're a leader in your church, if, if, if you're a mature Christian, I'm speaking to you. Don't look to the one be over and say, well, they're a new Christian. They need that. I'm saying those who are the mature ones, you need this. Because it can be a massive weight that's suffocating us with guilt and shame. And we spend our time obsessing over it, desperately searching for a way to forgive ourselves. And the irony of it is truly that we can't forgive ourselves. Let me just uh, say, wait a minute, Patty, that's not true. Well, I'm not a theologian. Amen? Okay, that's good. But here's what I'm saying to you. You cannot forgive yourself, otherwise you do not have the authority. So let me say this to you. If you broke the law and you were in prison, you don't see anybody, I've never had anybody come to my church and say, at the prison and say, hey, you know what? I forgive myself today, so I'm released today, amen. Isn't that good? You don't see anybody that has bills, and they call a bill collector and say, well, you know, I forgave myself of that debt, so amen, I don't owe it anymore. You see, there has to be somebody that has the authority and the power to do that. And I'm here to tell you that that is the Lord. You don't have the authority and power to release yourself or pardon yourself. It's by God's power and by God's authority that you are released. Amen? Amen. I got to hurry up because I think I'm running out of time. Oh, thank you. I see time there. When am I supposed to end? Can you tell me that clue? I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble on my first time. This is my first time, amen. Okay, so I have this story that I love. It's probably one of my favorite stories because it's a kid's story, and I love food, ice cream, and kid's stuff. Amen? So now you know me if you don't know me. Okay, so Johnny, Sally, and the Duck. It is from an unknown writer. Maybe you know it, but it's one of my favorites. So let's do it. A little boy visiting his grandparents was given his first slingshot. He practiced in the woods, but he could never hit a target. As he came back to Grandma's backyard, he spied her pet on an impulse, he took aim and he let it fly. And that stone hit and the duck fell dead. The boy panicked. Desperately, he hid the dead duck in the woodpile, only to look up and see his sister watching. Ouch! Okay. Sally had seen it all, but she said nothing. Zipped lips, can you say? After lunch that day, Grandma said, Sally, let's wash the dishes. But Sally said, Johnny told me he wanted to help in the kitchen today. And she leaned over to her dear brother and whispered in his ear, Remember the duck. <laughs> and so Johnny did the dishes. Amen. Later, Grandpa asked if the children wanted to go fishing. Grandma said, I'm sorry, but 
I need Sally to help me make supper. Sally smiled and said, that's all taken care of. Johnny wants to do it. And she whispered in his ear, remember the duck. <laughs> and Johnny didn't go fishing that day, right? Amen? He sat there and he helped his grandma. After several days of Johnny doing both his chores and Sally's chores, as he was washing the dishes with Grandma, he says, Grandma, I have to tell you something. I was the one, and I killed the duck. Grandma looked at him, and she says, I know, Johnny. I know I, I saw the whole thing. And she hugged him. And maybe you need a hug today because God has seen the things that you're holding on to that you have in that pile of wood. And her statement was, I was wondering how long you would allow Sally to make a slave of you. I want to go back to that snowflake. That beautiful, magnificent snowflake. Could we be that today? Could we allow the light of the Lord to shine through us today? Can we allow the truth of God to overwhelm us today? to even hug us by the word for the truth to speak to us and that we would be released. Amen? I try to go faster, but here's the thing. I want to share with you a time. I call it my Applebee's moment. So I've got, just for record, if you're keeping, i got two food things so far in my sermon. Amen? Because, again, I love food. So Applebee's. So I've been in ministry. I've been at the prison for 16 years. And so the first year I've been there, it had been a difficult year. Somebody had done something bad to me. Let me tell you, bad. Bad to the bone, okay? And I was trying to forgive, and I'll never forget my co-minister. Her name's Carol. Christine, it was Carol's, just so you know. And uh, we were eating at Applebee's before we were going to the prison, and she said, uh, Patty, uh, you're going to forgive so-and-so blank and blank today. And I looked at her, and I said, you know what? I'm not ready. You know I've been working hard at it, but I'm not ready today. I'm, I'm feeling it, though. I'm getting closer. Well, she used to be a cop, and she's pretty tough, okay? And uh, she can be tough when she wants to be tough, and she's tough, and, you know, you, you don't say no. But I had said no. She says, no, you don't understand. You will forgive before we leave Applebee's today. I said, but I'm not ready. And she said, oh, you don't understand. You're going to do it because you don't know what's going to happen in that parking lot. Now, I don't know what she meant by that, but uh, I chose to forgive. Amen? And I want to tell you something. The truth is that when I left Applebee's that day, 
I didn't feel any different. But it's my testimony, and always has been from that day on, that something shifted in the heavens. Because I no longer was the debt collector. Because truly, when I said I wasn't ready, it really meant I hadn't collected the debt yet. And we've got to release that debt, right? So maybe your statement today is, hey, I'm not ready. means I haven't collected my debt yet. It's not even yet. I know it's been years, maybe, maybe a long, long time. Maybe you're not going to get that debt. Stop! Maybe your statement is, I just don't want to. Heard that statement before. I just don't want to. No, I don't entertain that one because personally, I know how much that's going to cost me and I want to. I can be a debt collector, but I want to. And then maybe you're a true hardened heart, and I know there's nobody here because I know all of you that have that hardened of a heart, and not any of you in the podcast either, by the way, that will just say, Never, never will I forgive them because what they did was unpartable to me. So maybe it's your time today to forgive yourself and to forgive others. I started with, we have to know that we don't have the ability to do it. It is God. It's his pardoning of us. Look, if you know the Lord as your personal Savior, you are pardoned. You are free. John 3, 16, verse 18 through 18 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, and have eternal life. That's good news for where we're at today in the world. Amen. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's son and only son. The Freedom Academy, <laughs> the verse that we use. You know, y'all got to have a verse, right? Got to have a song, a verse, whatever it is. Okay, the verse, John 8, verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be what? Free indeed. Amen. And I want to end with just something, uh, two things. One is my friend, uh, Stephanie, if some of you know her, know, yeah, she'll talk tough to me. She tells me where it is, too. Carol and her brother, they do. And one of those statements, she always has these statements, and I always smile, and they always come through my ears. But one of the statements that she says I think is really appropriate right now, she says, well, you get to choose. Can I say that today? You get to choose today what you're going to do. What are you going to choose today? Um, 
just the last thing I really want to, I was uh, scared to come up here, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, and haven't done it, and okay, it's a little fearful, but I just want to thank you, all the people that came and gave me love today, you, you, you just simply, it changed everything, Diane, your word today changed everything, thank you, you are an encourager, all of you, Teresa, all of you, Joni, for your love, for all of you, Norm, for your help and your, your love, and he does so much behind the scenes that you don't know. And I thank you. I couldn't do what I do without him. And so I just thank you. So I want to encourage as we end today. I hope I didn't take too long. But I just want to encourage one thing. That if you have some baggage that you noticed while we're sitting here, that light came up and you go, ooh, that's a lot of garbage, a lot of baggage. Or you got a biscuit or biscuits on your neck. Dominic and I would love to uh, pray for you. We were talking about it. We want to minister with you. So just we're going to be up here for a while. You just come and talk to us, and we would love to be there. Thank you for all my friends that came. I love you all. You are the most precious to me. Thank you for this body of Christ and the family that you are and how much you encourage me. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Sandy, South Jordan, West Jordan, or Harriman area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environments, head over to bridgechurchutah.com or email info at bridgechurchutah.com or you can simply text 801-391-6969. We're looking forward to seeing you soon.